Hello guys and welcome back to Strong Opinion Hibs. This is episode number eight. I'm your host as always, Calvin, and I'm joined once again by my good mate, Charlie. How are you doing, Charlie? Not bad, mate. Yourself? Yes, doing good, mate. Doing good. We bit frustrating at the weekend and that, but we'll get into it. Aye. Um, just before we start, um, we wanted to say we're obviously sponsored by High Beast Pins. We talked about that last week. If you haven't heard about that, you can check out episode seven where we introduced our sponsor. Um, we put out a competition on the Twitter page, Charlie. You put that out. How do you feel indeed. that went? It was good, mate. I good interaction, and um, well done to Lewis McKinnon who won. Aye, so Lewis won a little a Derek Riordan pin. Uh, we're getting that sent out to him, and he's some stickers to go along with it as well. Um, there'll be another competition coming soon, so keep your eyes peeled on the Twitter this week. We'll be posting another Derek Riordan uh, badges up for grabs, so we'll be posting another question. Uh, and you'll have to obviously respond with the correct answer. Then, as you've seen on the Twitter, we'll put the, the names into a, a wheel, and then we'll let the wheel pick the winner, and we'll get that sent out to you. But it's been good good with the sponsors and stuff so far, Charlie. Have you enjoyed it? Aye. Um, it's nice to, you know, be only in the game for two months and have a sponsor already. You know, I think it says, it just, aye, I'm glad that we've got that, and looking forward to seeing how that partnership develops. Uh, me too, mate, me too. So keep, keep your eyes peeled on that, but... Mate, we'll get stuck into it. Um, I branded this one the David Tanner Derby, <laughs> uh, which I thought might have took off a bit more than it did, to be honest with you, mate. I thought a lot of folk would have laughed at that. Aye. But um, what did you think of the match at the weekend, mate? I was very frustrated watching it. Um, and I think mm-hmm. pu- purely based on the fact that it didn't look like we put a glove on Rangers, eh? We, I think, first half, mm-hmm. we, were very, we were very slow to start, I felt, and... Probably were the better team first half, and then obviously Rangers get the goal. But yeah. aye, it was it was just a bit frustrating because for their second goal as well, you know, it looked like we just the defense was pretty slow to react to Kent coming towards the box and pick ah oh, pick that one out. Marciano is all I've got to say about the goal it was a cracking goal for Ryan Kent. Like, but I a bit frustrated, but thought we'd done all right to get back into it when we did, and I think we were unlucky eventually. I'd agree with you, mate. Would you took a would you took a point obviously before the before we went ahead and played the match? I or were you looking for all three? I was I would have looked for a point. I would have been happy with a point, but you know, I think we actually probably should have got a point because we had a goal disallowed that wasn't really much in it, I felt. Um but I, 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 would, I would, would have taken a point. I would have taken a point as well, mate, because I feel like obviously with Aberdeen winning, um Hi. They played. They played St Johnston, which is obviously you know they're bottom of the top six, so that's probably the easiest game left in the top Aye. six, really. Uh, and obviously they beat St Johnston, so that did pile the pressure on us a wee bit. And Aye. I think I'm not saying folk have got carried away on Twitter and that, but I think some people have got a little bit ahead of ourselves because well, well, even even now I think we've already finished our and we're going to be playing Europe Aye. in that next season, but but we're not yet, so we need to be really careful with that. And I think with them winning, um. I think a point would have been a, an amazing result, and right. I, to be honest, with you, I think we were worth it. We were worth at least a point at the weekend there. Definitely, mate. Um, mate. Some of the things I picked up on is even that that first goal they scored. They scored a goal that was disallowed, and something right. that I noticed was it was almost like we were giving them too much respect. Hmm. Um, it's like we were giving them too much respect. I feel like we were just sitting off them, sitting off them, sitting off them, and letting them pass the ball about and stuff like that. And I think the way to beat these Rangers teams and Celtic teams and the old firm is when when you're going there, like, get in their face. Like, you know, obviously give the, the, the opponents respect and stuff, but I think it's important to try and put your own foot down in the game and, you know, um, try and be dominant in the game as well. Because at the end of the day, it's 11 v 11. Do you know what I mean? Aye. And they're all professional football players. And to be honest with you, man for man, I don't think we're that, we're that much of a, a, you know, a lesser team, to be honest no. with you. I think they're stronger in some positions, and I think we're stronger in some as well. So, I think um, I think that's shown as well over the last couple sort of um, matches we've had with Rangers is that we'll be able to hold our own. Do you know what I mean? And probably yeah. give more, more as well. Um, so I I would agree with you, mate. Frustrating, mm-hmm. but not surprised. I would Aye. say frustrated, but Aye. I'm not surprised. Um, there was bits of the there was bits of the game that I thought we were very very good, um, and mm-hmm. I think we. You know, we had a few chances, um, you know, where we're taking some shots outside the box and I probably would have liked to have seen, you know, Boyle had one where he could have threaded Nisbet in and I think if he'd threaded Nisbet that, in, we could have maybe had a shot on target, you know, and I think, I just didn't think we put Rangers under enough pressure. Um, but Did you did you see his reaction to that? 
when he, he never got played through, Kenny was jumping aye. up and doing like he was a bit, he was upset with it, eh? so that, and that's what, good to see that's, that he's again. That's what Nisbet's been missing, I felt, for the past, aye. since I'd say since January, you know, the end of January, and I think that's good to see, that was good to see him looking hungry again, because he'll be looking towards the summer for the Euros mm-hmm. now, eh? so, you know, I think well, that's right. having a bit of hunger about him and being visually angry when somebody's not threading them in, then that's all, that's all positive signs. Uh, I would say something as well, mate. I think that uh, we looked very dangerous going going forward, especially down that that well right hand side where aye. Boyle was. Um, we had them on toast every time, man. It was just unlucky. So. We were aye, unlucky, aye. unlucky in the final third, and just not being able to put the ball in the net. Um, but yeah, we looked really dangerous down aye. that right hand side with Boyle, and it does it does it comes back to bite me because I think that's a that's a trick missed by Scotland, like. Aye. You know, aye. letting them go sign for Australia and that, you know, because there's a lot, of, there's a lot of noise about, you know, James Forrest getting back in the Scotland team aye. and that. And I'm not sure. I'm obviously biased because I'm a hip supporter, <laughs> but I don't think that I don't think there's much between them, mate. Eh? No, I especially would say if so. Boyle could get that like next level coaching as well. Aye. I mean, because he's he's came on leaps and bounds since being at Dundee. He was he wasn't even getting a game for Dundee when no. we done that's what we had us. Aye. So I do think I do think uh, it's a positive sign, but I. I don't know if we'll utilise that as much going forward, that sort of attack with Boyle, just because mm. we're playing Rangers like we were countering on the break, but aye, we look so dangerous. But when we play another team like St. Johnston, Arabia, something like that, we're, we're, I've not really seen that much aye. of that same type of thing because it's a different game plan almost, you know? Aye, aye. But hopefully we can utilise it a little bit more. Um, aye, it does It does seem like against these St. Johnston, Aberdeen teams that we're just sitting and yeah. we're just waiting for the ball to come to us, whereas... Yeah. Against Rangers, when we get the ball, we're just fast moving, and I think I we Martin Boyle played really well. I Definitely. thought he was one of our better players on Sunday, and I it was nice to see him have that kind of that kind of drive about his game against Rangers because I think when we when he gets going, there's no there's no a right a left back in the country that's stopping him. I would say. I'd, I'd agree with you, mate. I think he's uh, massively underrated as well. I think he's Aye. pivotal to what to what we sort of do as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll say that in past podcasts as well. One of the things I was just going to touch on here was that some of the defending I seen for Hibs at the weekend that I thought was poor. Mm. Like I said earlier, like you know, backing off and backing off and backing off, and it's almost like you're you're sort of inviting them to have a shot. Aye. Like that that first goal they scored, I didn't kind of it was offside or something was wrong with it. Um, uh, even the defending, it's like you're just letting them pass pass it around us. Eh? It was like no one's getting out there and like kept putting their foot through the ball or making a tackle or even the one where um, when Aribo scores Aye. I think it's Jack I think no Jack sorry uh, Kent I think Kent's got the ball and he's sort of in the middle there there's four Hibs players I watched it uh, just in the highlights today there's four Hibs players just standing around them Aye. Can, you, you can't give someone of that ta- that talent you know that time of the ball unfortunately and uh, we, we paid the price and the same thing with Jack as well uh, mm. no Jack uh, Kent when he scored his goal mate he was on the right-hand side, right? Aye. He was actually in a right-mid position. And he's came right across the Aye. whole front of our defence. And we're all just watching, 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 watching. Boom. 2-0. And Aye. at that time, you're kind of looking at it and you're thinking, well, that's what happens when you dedicate your chances, eh? Aye. You know? And that was that was the biggest frustration I had watching that goal go on. Is, um, I think it was... I think it was maybe Gogic and Irvin were uh, the two that were closest to him as he cuts inside, and they're just—I yep. think they're just waiting that extra two seconds too long to come over. And I think because Gogic is that type of player that when someone cuts inside, he should be there just waiting for them to, you know, not not snap him or, you know, but just put him under that wee bit of pressure that I think if he Aye. if he had, I think it was they were two steps too far back. I think if he'd taken that step forward, I think it would—I don't think he would have got the shot away there. Uh, just make his presence known, eh? And I th- think he's seen that. I think he realised he was late to react as well because he sort of put in like an, an extra Aye. step to get there. Aye. But now, nah, overall, mate, I just thought they were unlucky. Eh? I thought Hibs were unlucky, but uh, a lot of folk have been saying that, uh, you know, on Twitter and that, that that was a free shot at Rangers. What's your opinion on that? Like, just having a free shot at them, like, you know, does it, does, does, does it really matter that we've lost? Because going forward, it's probably a game we were maybe expected to lose. I'm not sure. I like that um, opinion mm-hmm. from Hibs fans that, oh, it doesn't matter, we've lost. Like, we, we want to win every game, you know? And I think Aye. it was one of those games where, I mean, it, we had no pressure going into it, and I wish we'd just 
felt felt that way going into it and just actually played football. You know, I think I sometimes uh, I sometimes do feel like, and it's been a frustration I've had since uh, probably Lennon left is that when we go up against the Glasgow two that we just expect to lose, and I think that's that that mentality mm-hmm. sort of been lost from the club because when we had Stubbs and we had Lennon, you know, playing these teams and Hearts as well to an extent that we would. You know, we'd yeah. go in and we're thinking this this could go either way just now. And there was a few times where Lennon we beat Celtic at Ibrox, we beat Rangers away every time that Lennon was there, I think. And I just I just wish that we would go in and just have didn't have any pressure on you and just go and play football and take the game to them, eh? But I'd agree I, with you, mate. It does it does almost feel like back to when I was growing up and it's like you're going to Ibrox and you're expecting like yeah, you know you're not gonna get in the hangy. Do you know what I mean? Like m- right. maybe once in a blue, maybe once in a blue moon, you'll get a result like sort yeah. of the the Ivan Sproul results were like Hi. freak freak results. So Hi. you didn't really expect that, or you nick a two one with like Danny Grilbeef scoring late ah, or something. Yeah. But under Lennon and Stubbs, like I felt like we're going there for a game. Aye. Like we're actually we're going there and like we're playing our own game. Aye. And it's like now nowadays, it didn't get me wrong. I actually do think that Jack Ross has done brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I do think the way he set up against Rangers there was probably spot on. And, you know, I think there's only so much Ross can do that it does come down to the players. And I think that we miss a couple unlucky chances, like the Nisbet chance, the Boyle chance. Ken Hanlon has a header that he should absolutely bury. Um, Do you know what I mean? We get the goal disallowed. I think it's just, I think it's unfortunate. Mm. But I do also think that we've lost that mentality, just as you're saying, where it's like, we should be expecting something. Aye. Uh, the games were a lot closer back under those two and I think it was because you know that sort of winning mentality mentality we had mm-hmm. but nowadays it does seem like we're sort of back to like when I was growing up like the Mowbray's and Pat Linens and that kind right. you're almost sort of it's just well, maybe we'll get something maybe we'll know mm-hmm. uh, always seems to be like I dare want to say we don't set the bar at our own level but it almost seems like whoever we're playing We'll play to that level. So, like, if we're playing Rangers, we'll play really, really well. Aye, aye. And, you know, like, really well. And it'll be, like, one of our best games of the season. But then next week, we might be playing, like, St. Johnston or something. Aye. Or Livingston. Or we might be playing Livingston. Aye. Like, we're going to be next week. And I'm not sure if we're going to be at... We'll probably be at the same sort of level as Livingston. We won't, we won't be able to maintain that sort of high sort of intensity and, like, pressure yeah. and um, a overall sort of teams not team spirit but over sort of levels of ability yeah against Livingston I think the Livingston game will be a very close game I think um, so mate I think so they're always close they're always close to Livingston <laughs> um I strange that mate yeah I just think that whoever we're playing we're sort of on par or maybe just a wee bit better or a wee bit worse right. than you know um what did you think of the Martin Boyle dive mate there's been a lot of, a lot of speculation about that I don't Being think branded that- obviously I don't think it was a dive. Um, no. I do, I do think he went down a little bit easy, but I think my biggest frustration with that whole thing is that there was a lot of Hibs fans saying, oh, why is he getting booked for that? And it's not a dive. And I think the honest answer is, he, I think he got booked because he gave the referee the option to book him. Um, you know, if yeah. he's not went down under any contact, it's not a dive. I think he's expecting contact, but I was mm. just a bit frustrated because if he'd, if he'd taken that extra step, I think... I think it was maybe Goldson was defending against him. I think Goldson would have made a bit of contact if he's trying to niggle his way through. And I just think that mm-hmm. he's only been booked because the referees had that option because he's went down without any contact. And I'd, it wasn't a dive, and it, it certainly wasn't a it wasn't a foul either. So you know, it's just that it's just unfortunate that the referees noticed that he's went down easily and he's booked him. But Rain, I think Hadji done the same thing in the second half and wasn't he booked. So it's a bit inconsistent for the ref, I would say. Well, that that's the thing, mate. That's a really good point you've made there, actually. But one of the things is I think Boyle is sometimes too quick for his own good. Aye. Like, Ken, it's almost like if when you're running full pelt at someone and it's like a sudden stop, Aye. it's like you can't really get out of the way yet. Aye. And sometimes like these collisions happen, but he didn't, he didn't appeal for a penalty or no. anything. So I thought the booking was a bit harsh. Aye. And obviously, you know, it's an important game. So that sort of puts him on, you know, he's obviously then walking on eggshells for the rest Aye. of the game so that he doesn't need well, because um, if he gets an yearly card and gets sent off like Aye. that, He's he's vital for us in the next couple of games going forward. Do you know right. what I mean? So sorry, put sorry, you know, put him back on his leash a wee bit. Of that I thought that's what was my opinion there. Um, I read I a, that. I read, oh, sorry, big one. No, I was just saying. I thought he was hard done by. Eh, but 
to be honest with you, you should know going through there already, you're not getting any favours. No. You no, get no favours for the officials or the refs or anything when you're playing the two ugly sisters, eh? Because <laughs> their fans just make so so much noise about it, mate. Eh? Do you know Aye. what I mean? Aye. I read a I read an interesting point on Twitter eh, earlier on. Um, some of the Hibs media team had tweeted about Boyle because um, Boyle actually hit out in the in the press earlier on about uh, the comments made for people saying that, mate. Sort of hit back. John Hughes and that. Aye. John Hughes, I and I think. The interesting stat is that Martin Boyle is one of the most fouled players in the league, and I think it is because he's because he's rapid. Believe it, aye. He's too. He's very quick, and he's just wiped out. And I think the it was actually a Hearts fan had tweeted back to the Hibs boy saying it that he he said that it was their booking, but the only thing is that if you're if you're um it was also to do with the Portchis uh, foul that wasn't a foul, but he's like if you're aye. if you're a strong player and you overuse your strength as a foul. And if you're a quick player and you overuse your speed, it's a fit, you're getting a foul. So it's one of these interesting ones that, like, I if you're if you're strong if you're a strong player like Portia says, you're going to foul someday if you overuse it. And Boyle is obviously mm. is obviously overfouled because he's too quick. But I had I was just frustrated that he got booked for it because it wasn't a booking, but I was frustrated that the ref had the option as well. Eh? Uh, it was a shame. What did you think of the disallowed goal as well, then, mate? It was weird because my stream cut out, eh? Aye. So I didn't actually see it, eh? I mean, I was um, using other, other other ways of viewing the match. So <laughs> my, 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 the, the, the stream crashed, mate, eh? Because I wasn't, I wasn't paying no, no. For however much it was to give them any money, aye, eh? Because uh, they, I'm pretty sure they still drew that paint. Mind they had the, the, paint, the face paint in place when they were doing the M60. So that's probably where the money would have went. But aye. no, I wasn't, I wasn't giving them any money. So I watched aye. on the stream, but the stream like froze at that point. Mm. So I didn't actually see that we'd scored aye. Uh, until later on. Aye. But I've watched it, mate, and it's just like, I've I, I seen a point that, that one of the Rangers fans made on Twitter was that the whistle had already went mm. when he headed it in. And I thought, nah, that can't be right. And to be fair, I watched it back and he was right. But when you're playing, eh, like you put the ball in the net and then you react to whatever's right. going on. Do you know what I mean? Or you put the ball at the park. But I just thought, like, it's typical, mate, because these things cost us. Like, ref- referees have actually cost us. And they cost every team. I'm not saying right. it's just him, but some of the decisions are vital. And it actually mm-hmm. reminded me back to, can that year we got relegated, man? Um, Griffith scores a free kick at Tynecastle that at Easter Road, sorry, that isn't given against right. Hearts. That cost us three points. Ollie Shaw scored against them as well against right. Hearts. Then they count the ghost goal. There's another three points. We played Dundee United, and I don't care if many folk will remember this. This was the year we went down. We played Dundee United, and I'm pretty sure it was Scott Allen or it was Scott Robertson that made the tackle on the it was on the edge of the box. That's right. Outside the box. And they gave a penalty for it and they scored the penalty and we lost points there as well. Like Mate, they've cost us a lot of points over the years, like Aye. vital ones as well, like ones for staying up. Aye, I, I think <laughs> I just, I, Aye. I don't think it was a foul, and I can't see. I think nah, it, I don't. It's not like Halander throws himself at the ground after being brushed on the shoulder. It looks like, and it's just. Aye, you're right. You get you get nothing. Mate, the guy's about six foot. I mean, it takes Aye. takes a lot to knock you over, eh? Like how how he as a grown man, how's he falling to the ground like that? I know. Get man. a grip here, Shelley. Do you know what I mean? Like I I don't get that eh. Aye. Um, it was th- there's nothing in it like, and to be honest with you, if Boyle's getting booked for that, he should be getting booked for Aye. a dive as well because it was uh, that was that was just it was it was crazy man eh. But I mean I've seen it before, eh? I've seen it so many times eh. Yeah. Eh, that it doesn't surprise me because he, even the old firm with the penalties and that eh, you can't you can't you can't beat them eh. No. Do you know what I mean? Like we used to get kind of extra time in that as well as like. <laughs> Like an extra five minutes and that I don't at the end of the games and that it's just crazy, man. Whenever you play them, but aye, aye, I do, I do think uh, I, I don't know what was wrong with it. But again, earlier in the season, Morelos makes a stamp on Porteous, and it's like that, that, that nothing happens, aye. and then he goes on and he, he goes on and he scores when he should have been sent off. It's just like, what do you do? <laughs> and it's like we should have we should have taken four points off Rangers this season because we should have drawn every game we've played with them and we've only taken one. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just inconsistent for the referee, and it's all big. It's all big decisions that have cost us. You know, um, I think I it's important that um, to 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 look at the positives as well, though, and say that actually that's like the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know we we I'd say we're at, we're holding our own, but we're kind of getting as good as we get. Like I we've been unlucky every time, every time. Mate, I think that I didn't quote me on this, but I think they've only only conceded like eight goals this season. Something like and I think that. we 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 must be at least scored at least half of them. We've scored three of them. Three of them. Aye, so we're well. almost. We're almost. That like, goal there. Hi. That goal there as well. The weekend there, aye. like a lot. I've seen a lot of Rangers fans. You know what? I have been looking at some of the tweets and that. And a lot of them are saying that Hibs look a better team than Celtic. Eh? I mean, I think, like, I think forward we, have, that, so. we have been better than Celtic this season. It's just stupid results that have cost us. Um, but Dropped a lot of points, mate. A aye. lot of silly, silly points. That's like that with us County 3-0 and Livingston and that. And aye, aye. Stupid, mate. Aye. Aye. So, last wee bit on this game, mate. What? Uh, obviously, the stream I was watching, it was coming through Rangers TV. Uh, what do you think of Thompson, man? Kevin Thompson is the commentator there. Nah, it's, I, was, I was annoyed by that, mate. I think the biggest the biggest thing that annoyed me about it is when he was saying, oh, we, and like you're... He's, ah, I can, I can. He's just like, I know he's employed by Rangers and he probably has to say that, but when you're playing, when Rangers are playing Hibs, the team that you supported as a youngster, you didn't reference them as we. Nah, it just hits different, eh? It's very strange, but I could, I could, I could, I'd feel like I'd sold my soul, eh? Aye. I could never associate myself with that, eh? Like, personally, but... And let's remember, mate, he said he'd crawl over broken glass to leave Hibs to go there, so... And my, and, I can, and, I can. I just, nah, he's... I mean, he won the cup with us, and he was good for us when he played with us, but I'd, I'm... I, nah, I'm not we put out a wee tweet, mate, and they, we put out a wee tweet in the heat of the moment, eh, and I wrote, uh, Kevin Thompson sold his soul, 100% not a high B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, do you regard him as a Hibs legend? And on the poll, uh, 20, 22%... Well, twenty one point six percent said yes, and seventy eight point four percent said no. Well, there was a few boys. Uh, that accident, there was a few boys that accidentally clicked yes. So it's probably uh, you being one of them. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. I, I've seen that I. Um, mate, I'll be honest with you. Le- legend. I mean, he was part of the cup winning team in that, and someone made a valid point where he cleared the ball off the line in the last That's minute in the two two against Hearts. So. Aye. I can see I can see why some people might think he's a legend. Is he more of a legend than Scott is Scott Brown a Hibs legend? Same sort of player. I mean, to me, Scott Brown's been a you know, he's been an idiot ever since he's left. Every time he's played Hibs, I've n- I've never he's not someone that I've looked upon and admired um, in recent years and that and you know been especially with going to Aberdeen and that Kenny could have maybe came home and finished his career with Hibs or something like that. But um I think maybe Thompson has a bit of love-hate relationship with Hibs because he was treated, treated quite poorly under the Butcher era. Aye, aye. Kenny, he got, he got he booted was, out. I think he was the first player that got his books after we got relegated. <clears throat> aye, he got Remember booted out there. But, I mean, he won so the I cup with us. He's probably, a, I would say he's a legend for winning a cup, but no, I wouldn't he say... Boosted, he boosted, he, he bounced before the 07 cup final, though. That's right, aye. Mind he bounced before the 07 cup final and Brown stayed and won the cup, so that's right. why I always sort of preferred Scott Brown. But Aye. um, he probably is in, in, in his own way a Hibs legend, I guess. But there's a lot of other players in there that you know he's he, he was a fantastic player first time round, anyway, Aye. that's for sure. But I think it was that you know, uh, mate, we had 338 votes on that poll as well, so it's not like that's a small pool of folk. Aye, that's a lot. Um, I, I mean, I am just. I just, um, I'm not a big fan of him anymore. Um, nah, me either, mate. I'm a, I'm, I don't have any love for him, eh? Nah, nah, I can't, I can't take him, mate. But I, I, I found a Hibs TV stream, so I was all right. I could, I could listen. Oh, did you, man? I was listening to freaking the Rangers TV, man. I was like, ear bleeding stuff, man. Eh? I was, it was real. Hey, boy, I listen to Tam McManus's uh, annoying voice, but <laughs> I'm not a fan of him I as a commentator what? either. Scored a great goal on Ibrox, uh, Tam did. Scored, scored a great goal, mate. But no, nah, I, I was able ah, to listen enough, to that, yeah. so that was good. Oh, class, mate. Um, right, we'll move on to this. We'll put that one behind us, mate. And we'll move on to this weekend's game. We're away. Uh, sorry, we're playing Stranraer in the Cup, Scottish Cup. Um, what's your Aye. thoughts going into that, mate? Would you make any changes to the team? So rest players for the sort of European push. I would. I would rest. Um, I'd maybe rest Gogic. I don't think that's a game for him. Um, I think there's there's probably some weed players I'd play like I'd, I'd give McGinnis a shot because um, 
He's, Aye, I think he's in need of some match fitness. So I'd give him Aye. a Messi again, I'd play him. Yeah, maybe a cup goalie, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite popular to do down south in that as well. Aye. Eh? Aye, or like Europa League in that. Um, I know Arsenal and that do that. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably... McGuinness, I think McGuinness should probably start. I, I agree with you, maybe dropping Gogic. Um, is, this a ga- is this a game for like... Um, no Slivka. God. Uh, Halberg. Is, is this a game you like to see Halberg play or is that maybe just two left field? Uh, I mean, it could be an option for Jack Ross. Personally, I wouldn't give him the shot because I don't think he'll be here after the summer. But I, I think there's there's a I'd maybe even start one of the younger strikers as well, eh? like Stranraer, probably there. Well, no, yeah, but no, got much options. No, we've only no. got two, I think. We've got we Josh O'Connor on the bench, and Ethan Galbraith was on the squad on Sunday, so really, but there's not really much option, is there? Nah, nah, not none at all, mate. Um. So, score predictions for that, mate. I think we should probably win that. Two, I'll, I'll go for 2 0 Hibs. I'll go. I uh, know that I've got one right so far, like, but I'll stick with 2 0. I'll go. I'll go 5 1 Hibs. 5 1. Wow, right. Okay. I think, I think we'll brush them away, mate. Uh, I, I think they'll score. I think they'll score, but I 5 1. They'll probably go 1 0 up, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me, mate. <laughs> I was going to say that, mate. It's always like, it's almost like when I, when I said for the Livingston review, uh, I think they went one a lot. It's almost like it's almost like Hibs need to concede that goal before they realise they're actually in a match. Mm-hmm. It's like we go one 0 done against Rangers, and it's like, oh Christ, like we're actually playing today. Like let's try and can get get the ball moving and rolling and that. Do you know what I mean? So it's quite interesting. But I I think I, I'll go for two 0 mate. I'll try and be. I've been a wee bit uh, out there with my last. Couple of predictions like Aye. seeing a beat Rangers, seeing no one that would just <laughs> I thought we were going to do. Um, but yes, we should beat them, mate. I think we'll agree with that. Um, maybe like to see McGuinness get a run. Uh, and I, I wouldn't put Slavka that I, no Slavka, I wouldn't put Slavka because he's in the play for us. Uh, Hal, Halberg, Aye. I when give Halberg a match. I just I, I think it's important to get through the next round in that and you know, uh, try and get that team spirit in that and that'd be good. Aye. Um Aye. Right, mate. Do you, eight, we'll just I'll just quickly mention this, mate. Next little segment here. Uh, eight years ago today, mate. To this day, it was Hibs uh, four, Falkirk three. Uh, we're obviously three 0 done in about twenty Aye. minutes. Uh, what was your What was your quick quick thirty seconds? What was your making on that game, mate? I remember. I I only got tickets like three days before it. Me and my dad weren't going to go because uh, we were both sick of Hibs, and he bought us tickets. And mm. oh, what a, what a, what a game of two halves, mate. Eh? Like, I remember, Aye, <laughs> I remember saying to my dad, like, uh, I want to leave at 3 0 down. He's like, nah, if they score again, we'll leave. But I'm glad we stayed because that was uh, that was amazing. What a comeback. But that's really Aye. what I got. I think, I think on that game, it was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Like, Aye. I felt, ev- I felt every emotion possible that day. Like, from like hopes of beating Falkirk and getting to the final at the start, like I was quite quite amped about it. And then it was like they go one 0 up and it's like I surely know. Two 0 up. And you're like, oh my God, like so embarrassed now because you're thinking I'm getting slagged. I'm going to get slagged at school now. And like everything else it goes along with three 0 you're thinking this is dead and buried. Like I actually kinda believe this has happened to us. Aye. And then it's like three one and it's like oh we glimmery hope three two and it's like oh surely no, surely no. Aye. Three, three, and then four, three. It was like just so many highs and lows through the Aye. whole game. Like it's definitely, definitely one game that sticks out in the memory is just being like one of one of my one of my favourites. I guess it was just Raj man to say I was there and like obviously Aye. you know looking back in that we we didn't have a great team. Eh? No, <laughs> like we had Griffiths and that was about it, man. Aye, um, no, I was. Uh, some some day, like I think me and my dad were the only one of three people on our bus who stayed to the end of the game, so that was quite nice. But um, aye, aye, it was crazy, mate. Crazy. Aye, that was a good touch, mate. Right, mate. I will hand over to you, and you can take us through our new our new segment here, mate. Something we've we'll, we'll thought about this week that we're gonna we're gonna get started looking at squad numbers and aye, aye. episodes. Aye, so do so you tell? We're eight episodes in, um, so we thought we'd go. Uh, our favourite players to wear numbers one to eight, and from now until we run out of numbers, we're gonna uh, go exactly. our our favourite uh, player to play with that number. So yeah, I think I think Anton Courier was number ninety nine. 
that, that very common in that. So we might get night if we get ninety nine episodes, we'll see, mate. But uh, <laughs> aye, we might have to skip, aye, we'll skip a few dodgy numbers, like. But aye, don't think there's been any like seventy twos or that. So we might have to skip ahead. No, <laughs> no that's, that's that's a weird Celtic thing. Eh? They do that, like aye, aye. They're fifty four, and that McGeady was a strange number for Celtic. He was forty five, if I remember correctly. But, aye, it was something weird, eh? Aye, so. We'll kick off with number one, mate. Who would you say is your favourite number one of all time? Or since you've been watching Ibs? Um Favourite? Oh. Looking at the list here, mate. Riordan's name popped up. Mate, that was bizarre, eh? <laughs> aye, aye. Mate, that was bizarre. Zero one. That was class. I'd never seen that before, eh? I liked that a lot, man. Uh, Riordan zero one. Um, that was class. Um... But I'm probably going to have to build my team sticking with a goalie here. And I think I'm going to go with Marciano. I just really like him, eh? Aye. I just think I think he's... I think growing up, eh, we had a lot of keepers that were dodgy, man. Like Even like Simon Brown. Like <laughs> I didn't even think... I didn't even think Graham Stack was that great. No. He was all right, but he wasn't amazing. Ben, ben Williams was good, but I didn't really like the way it ended with him. I felt like he jumped ship a bit. Aye. So uh, I went with Marciano, mate. What about yourself? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Marciano, mate. Um, I think he's been comfortably the best keeper we've had in my lifetime by a Aye. by a country I'm mile. <laughs> I would like, agree, agree, mate. We grew up with some scary, scary players, like some bad ones. Um, Aye, very bad, very bad. Well, the next place to go is number two, mate. Um, I think it's number a, two. This is a pretty self-explanatory one, mate. I think I'll hundred percent, mate. I'll take this one, say David Gray, because I he, he scored the legend. goal. <laughs> scored that goal legend, for us. mate. I I go with I'd go with episode two. We'll dedicate to uh, Sir David Gray. Sir Some David. other interesting names in the list. Um, Kevin McCann. He was he, good from 07 to ten. So he came through at the same time as Stevenson. He was I good, but this disappeared off the face of the I, planet. Yeah, they came. What happened to that guy? But he I was, like Kevin McCann. He played some good derby matches for us as well, like right. some really good derby matches. Whitaker um, was number two at one point. See, I Whitaker was two as well, but got to get to the Sir David. Aye, aye, hundred percent. Aye. Um, we go to number number three. I'll move on to number three, mate. Uh, we'll go through some of the lists, the names here. There might be for some of our older listeners as well. You know, we're obviously going from um, the year two thousand to aye. till now. So there might be some players in the past that you guys can think of, but I was probably too young to remember guys like Ulrich Larson and that. I was only six at the time. So the types of guys I didn't really see growing up. But I think one of the best players I've ever seen at Easter Road, number three, probably David Murphy. He was absolutely class, man. It was just... Remember the way he used to sit on the barrier as well before he took his throne? I don't know if you remember that. He used to sit down before he took his throne, but just an all-round very, very, very good and underrated player. Aye. I'll go for uh, Stephen Whitaker for number three. Um, David Murphy was class, and I feel like I'd anyway. I feel like it would be it'd be awful if we have the same players for each number. <laughs> but I'll go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Stephen Whitaker because I felt like that was his spell that he just left in the summer there, and I, I actually think he was very underappreciated by a lot of Hibs fans in that second spell. He was me. I'll. I'll be honest with you, I was one of them. Yeah, I just thought like, do you know why I didn't like having him back? Is because I don't like the idea that. It's like they've went away, they've had their Aye. career, and it's like I'll just come back to Hibs to retire. Aye. Um, I I don't know what it is about that because I just I don't like it. Eh? Aye. No, I totally agree, mate. Um, yeah. but I I'll go I'll go Whitaker and you'll go Murphy. Is that right? Aye. Right. So number four. Happy with that, mate. Number four. Who you got for four, mate? Um, I've got. I'm going to go Chris Hogg, mate. I feel like Hoggy was on was. Solid man, he was a solid defender, like he was very under, underappreciated as well. Yeah. Uh, and I liked Hogg as well. I read something I uh, just after he left Hibs and he said something like the only three times he's cried in his life was uh, the day he got married, the day his first child was born, and the day he left Hibs. Oh, wow! So it was all it was obviously like uh, moving into the you know, in his DNA, Hibs and that. So he was, he was a good, good lad, like I like Chris Hogg, I thought he was a solid, solid defender. Aye. Um, aye. Aye. Go yourself, um, mate. I, I'm going to go Hog Tay. 
um, I thought you would have went for somebody else that I'll, that shall not be mentioned because I didn't like him at all. Um, but Mike Hanlon. Aye. <laughs> I, no, I'll, I'll go Chris Hogg because, again, like Whitaker, I think he was underappreciated by a lot of Hibs fans. And I think he was, I, he was very, very solid. Um, very solid. I think a lot of the listeners will be be in disbelief of no Prince Frank Sozzi. But as I said last week on the podcast, mate, I was just too young, eh? That's why I, I was only, picked him I as well. I was only six years old at the time, but I hear stories, eh? And eh, I, I didn't know enough about him. I sort of started with uh, Zan Bernardi. I seen about Zan Bernardi. He was Zan Bernardi. Well. I liked him. I again, I only saw him for about one season, and he was off. So that's why he never made mine. Aye, um, aye. And aye. Uh, Caldwell was good in there, but I mean, aye. I got to go to Celtic, and I yeah, just aye. nah. Um, well, we'll move on to number five, mate. Um, number five. I'm. I'm worried that was going to be the same. So you you have a wee look. I'll, I'll say Tell Rob, me you're go for, mate. Rob Jones for number five. I think number five, right? Good Aye. shout. Cup winning captain. Cup winner. Um, I love I love Big Jones, mate. I think he was a I think he was a solid solid defender. Yeah, he was very very good, mate. He was very good. Um, number five, I'm probably going to go with Sean O'Hanlon. Sean O'Hanlon. <laughs> No, I'm joking, mate. <laughs> I was going to say, he was <laughs> utter, he was he utter was, <laughs> He was mince, man. I did not uh, like him at all. Michael Nelson's in there as well. Mark Milligan, Jesus. Um, I like Big Nelson. Did you? I, I thought he just lost his weight at the end. He was a bit aye, hopeless, aye. man. Um, th- this is hard, mate, because you've got... Uh, John Hughes, again, I was too young to see. Uh, Macintosh, too young. Paul Fennick, I do remember Paul Fennick had him in the SPL sticker book. I had Aye. that. Uh, mate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in the bandwagon and go Rob Jones as well. I'm building a good team here, mate. Aye, decent, <laughs> a decent fives team so far, eh, defenders. <laughs> I know, but right, the next one's going to be, be interesting, mate. Number six, some fantastic number sixes. Aye. Uh, Ian Murray, Michael Stewart. Brian Kerr scored in two minutes at Tinker, right. so one time, um, Mike Pake and Big Marv. Big Marv, What's aye. your thoughts, mate? I'm going to go with Ian Murray. Um, I loved Big Ned. Um, I felt like it I felt like it was a a good ending on both times for him. I know I... I mm-hmm. Out of him and Thompson going to Rangers, I think I respected his decision more than Thompson's because he went on his own terms rather than... Yeah try to force a move, you know? Yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. I'd agree with that. Um, um, but I, all, all defenders for me so far. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mikey Stewart. He was, I thought, he I was, thought was a good, I thought he was a, I thought he was a good player, mate. Nah. I said, uh, he scored one of the best goals I've seen at Easter Road as well, that when we played Aberdeen in the cup Aye. and he caught it on the volley and then Benji sort of, say. Uh, Stole stole the show really when he scored Aye. those two goals off the bench. But um I, I'll go with Mikey Stewart. Um honorable honorable mention there is uh, Marvin Bartley. That's right, aye. We'll, uh, move, we'll, Marv, we'll move on to number seven, mate. And this this one will definitely split opinions, I think. I think oh, mate, this one. is hard. Aye. What a few this good number hard. sevens. Very, very good number sevens over the years. Really good. I'm looking at some of these number sevens and I'm thinking they definitely had another number as well when they when they first joined Tibbs. Aye. Um, for example, Scott Brown was 18. That's right. So uh, was, so was I, John I, McGinn, actually. Aye, I'm pretty sure McGinn had a, another number here as well, but he's no... McGinn was 18. He's coming up on the, when he joined, on the database here, mate. Aye. But I'd agree with I think he was, aye. So you might be able to fit some players in other places as well. So aye, aye. You, you, go, you go first, mate. I'm going to pick Merwan Zamama uh, for man number seven. Um, Zamama, oh, him and Benji were just a class above the rest day eh, when they came in. Like, ah, uh, mate, I was going to do that. I was going to do the same. <laughs> I'm going to change it now. I, I thought you would. I thought you would have chose someone, uh, someone else, mate. Nah, uh, Zamama was class. I'm only leaving John. Man. Only leaving John McGinn out because I think he played better football at 18. So when we get to episode 18, there's mine. Aye. Oh man. Um, he was a mama man. He was just a magician. What, what eh? a I absolutely loved that man. I absolutely player. loved it when him and Benji were at the at the club. Aye. Uh, remember they had the the Moroccan hats now at the final <laughs> one. Right. He was he was just class man. Aye. 
Um, nice. Really, really, really liked Zumama. Um, underrated. Um, got Horgan McGinn, Harris, Wotherspoon. I can't even mind Wotherspoon being number seven. That's quite obs- obscure. Ah, um, yeah. I can't mind that. What season Tom was that? Has... He was. What season was that? He was number seven. Um, he was number seven during the 2011-2012 season, mate. That's why I've brushed out my memory because it's the season we got hammered of hearts. Aye. Um, oh, Tom McMahon is my first ever most favourite Hibs player. Eh? Aye. But I'm going to get to Scott Brown. I'll go with Scott Brown. Uh, Good one. Sort of remembers the the era of sort of growing up, going to Easter Road, teenage kicks and that. Aye. Um, was my first sort of introduction to it. So I'll go with Scott Brown. I thought it was class, man. Aye. And we'll go for this week's episode number eight. Um, I'll start us with this one. Um, I, I'm going to go... Well, we've actually come to think it. We've not had that many good number eights over the years, eh? When you think about it. Um, think... Over the last sort of couple recent years, I'll just read the list out to you, mate. Uh, Clayton Donaldson. He was all right. Yeah, bizarre. Jan <laughs> uh, Torno, who I didn't even... Fabian Jan Torno, who I didn't even think played a game for us. I can't mind him at all. Patrick Craig. Oh, he was hopeless. Edwin de Graaf. He was, oh, mate, he was the worst player I've seen that season at Hibs. But did he no score two? I'm pretty sure he scored two goals in Europe for us. I did, and that's when I thought he's a player, and then he was utter horse <laughs> after that. Uh, he, he was Shan, man. Um, <laughs> you had, now I had that debate with a boy on Twitter, um, George Claros, uh, man. George or Jorge Claros. He was I thought Claros was a good player. I like. love Claros. He's he's not <laughs> the boy Pitbull. I'm picking though. He's not the boy I'm picking. Yeah, uh, you got Scott Robertson in there, and then as I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh Halberg. Aye. <laughs> a- AKA AKA Slivka. So uh, <laughs> Aye. I'm gonna go for Scotty Robertson. Um purely underrated, mate. Purely on the fact that that T-shirt you've got on, mate, he he was a very underrated yeah. player that season. He and was the, brilliant, mate. And there was two games that really summed it up for me, and it was an obscure one when we were away to Queen of the South that season. It was about January time, and he scored an absolute beauty outside the box curler. Um, and I just think he was very underrated. And he scored a beauty against Rangers at Ibrox as well when he chipped the keeper, and he played well. Every game I've seen him that season, so I'm going to go with Scott Robertson for number eight. I mean, he he bossed the match as well alongside Scott Allen when we beat the. Ah, that's right. He saw the zombies four 0 at Easter Road. He was <laughs> he was class man. Um, uh, you're looking at Kevin Thompson and Grant Brevner as well. Um, Aye. I'm going to get to. I'm, oh man. I can't have an episode about losing to Rangers and choose Kevin Thompson. Eh? <laughs> no, you can't. Do you know what I mean? And then putting out, also putting out a a tweet saying he's no hibby and that. Aye, aye. <laughs> um, oh, I'll give it to. I'll go Claros, mate. I really liked Claros when he was at Hibs. I thought he was, I thought he was a cracking player. Aye, there we go. Good. I thought good, he was a good player. Good player so far, mate. Um, and episode. That's not a bad team. Episode We're nine next week. Team, mate. I'll. I've got. Run Marciano, Gray, Whitaker, Hogg, Jones, Murray, Zamama, Robertson. So far, that's a good team, mate. I think I've got, I've got, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I've got Marciano, eh, Murphy left back. I'm pretty sure I've got Jones and Hogg in the middle um, with Gray, Gray right back, and I've got Brown and um, Claros in the middle. I've got a very weird. Maybe Claros does defend that well there. <laughs> I've not got a. I think I've got six defenders. Uh, so we're going for a six, hey. six, one, one so far because the mama's more. Ah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will we'll be, will be interesting to see the fi- the finished eleven, and we'll make a formation out of that. Uh, aye, next week's going to be a classic one, mate. Aye, next week number, number nine. nine. That's going to be a good really one. good number nine. Be good for the listeners as well, listeners. If you're listening aye. in and you want to tweet us your your team. Um, Based on the kit numbers that we've had, that we've had so far, I've had eight episodes. So two of your eight, your eight, your eight best players. And uh, um, we'll see what see what you think. A special episode next week, Calvin. 
Um, we've got the the boys for one of their Livy podcasts coming on next week, so that'll yeah, be it's good. indeed, mate. It's the uh, it's the Almond View podcast. Uh, right. We're teaming up with Almond View podcast to bring you a preview and uh, an analysis of the Hibs Livingston match, which is going to take place. So if you have not actually checked them out, um, they're they're a very good little podcast, mate. The guys over there, uh, I've listened to a few of them. They're dead funny. Right, uh, they lads. talk about they talk about all things Livingston. Um, which, to be honest with you, obviously I'm a Hibs fan of that, but I'm I'm all for that, mate. I'm right. really a big fan of supporting your local team. So the fact right. that these guys are out there doing that and they're putting content out there based on Livingston, I think is uh, credible, mate. It's honourable, and I, I really do. I really do like that. Um, um, looking forward to having them on next week. Um, but before we finish, we'll get to a few of our listener questions. This week are uh, are decent ones. Um, Good, so mate. I'll, I'll let you just fire I, them over. So the first one from Jack Gillies, uh, a couple of weeks ago he was on the podcast, if you remember. Uh, he says, will we ever beat Rangers or Celtic under Jack Ross? Yes. Yes, I agree. I think, I think it's just a matter of time, mate. Just a matter of time. Being unlucky in a few games and that, and I think it's a matter of time we'll beat them. I, th- I think we'll beat Celtic last day of the season. So, Jack, yes, we will beat them. Have every bit of faith yep. in the boys. Um, uh, Jack, let us know what you think as well, mate. Tweet us and let us, let, let us know what you think. I think I... we'll beat them. And uh, listeners, tweet us the answer to these today if you've got a strong opinion on them. Um, yeah. Let us know. Uh, next one from our pin winner, Lewis McKinnon. He says, it's a good one, actually. Should other referees from a different league be brought in for bigger games as they won't support any of the clubs? What's your thoughts, mate? I think we should have, for bigger games, I think we should have outside referees that aren't a, they didn't really know much about the games like Hibs Livingston. Eh, Hibs Livingston, that's not a big game. Hibs Rangers, Hibs Celtic, Celtic Rangers. I think it would. I think it would add an extra dynamic to the games um, to have a, an outside referee in. What's your thoughts, mate? It's happened before. I remember that when the it, 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 it's happened before. I've seen that and I remember that. I do. I'm trying to find it now. It must have been about 2010. It there has happened year, before. There was that year the referees went on strike up here and we got European referees and I think the standard referee in that day was amazing. We got we got uh was like Some, a ref from Greece or Greece or I, something and I think he he done it was Hibs versus something and I think it was one one it was probably the worst game of football I, I've ever seen. <laughs> the ref was probably the ref was probably thinking Christ I'm never coming back here again and that was awful. I, but, would, um, I would I would have I would have um, outside refs coming for them. I don't see why not, because when we played that cup final against Hearts, man, and Thompson was the referee, it's just a joke, mate. Aye. It's a total joke, like how they got that penalty in the five-one final and that. And there's a few other, there's a few other times he's done us, he's done us over as well. Eh? So I, I'd be for it for the bigger games. Aye, aye I would. Um, so the the first one from our mate Alistair Taylor in Northern Ireland. Um, good to hear from him again. Um, with four games to go and four points behind. Do you think the sheep can pass us into third? I think there's a chance of it. I, I do. I do think they might be able to. If we, uh, it's really going to come down to the. I think it's going to come down to the head to head. Yeah. Uh, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they managed to nick it. I mean, uh, from what I've heard in the match report and that from them is that they've been very poor. Even though they beat St Johnston there, you know they were poor. But let's not be fooled. I think I think every game in the top six is going to be really hard. I think Livingston is going to be a tough, tough game. I think St Johnston is going to be a tough game. Yeah. Well, 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 they've proven that over the last couple couple of years as well. A bit of a bogey team, mm-hmm. mate. You're, you're never guaranteed anything off Celtic, even though they are quite quite bad just now. I mean, they just bumped Livy six 0 at the weekend there, so that, that's another tough game. And then Aberdeen head to head. Um, I do think it'll be a squeaky bum time. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Like I think we'll really have to work for it. I think nah, we deserve I it. I think <laughs> we do deserve it. Uh, but it's not. It's not done yet. So I'm not overly. I don't want to say I'm overly confident just because I've seen all this. But I've seen stuff like this before, mate. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, as we said uh, when Murray came on the podcast, uh, Stephen. That uh, it's the hope that kills you. So. I, th- I think I think maybe one more win might see us over. If we can beat Livingston uh, the weekend, I think that will spur us on. I think we'll be in a, in a really good position. But I'm no... It's ours to lose, and if we do lose it, then we've only got ourselves to blame because I think Aberdeen are awful right now. Yeah. What's your would, opinion, mate? I totally agree, mate. I think 
it's four points. There's nothing in that. That's that's Aberdeen winning and drawing and us losing. Um, so mm-hmm. I I don't think it's I don't think it's over yet. Um, and I I do think they can. I do think they can pass us. I don't think they will, but I think they yeah. can. I, I think we'll finish third, but I think it'll be very, very close. Um, yeah, I, I agree, mate. I, so to answer your question, Alistair, yes, they can, but do I think they will? No. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's the general consensus there. So <laughs> next, one's a, next one's a topical one. Um, from Alistair again, why are referees favouring those blue-nosed Huns? Uh, he added an extra word that I can't say live on podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still raging about our disallowed goal. Um, fair, fair play as well because there's loads of these uh, Huns in Northern Ireland, eh? So it's like, yeah, it's like uh, uh, there's a lot of Huns in Northern Ireland, so it's good that he's, he's, he's sticking up for us over there. Good man. Um, I'm not, it's always been the way, mate. It's I always am, been the way. I'm not really sure if it's anything other than that's really all that happens at Ibrox. Eh? You never get in. It. Nah, I think, I think the refs are potentially too scared to make a big decision against them. Yep. And it's like what, um, was it Brian Rice that's the manager doing at Hamilton said? I was just about uh, to bring the same point up, mate. Just about to bring Ken, that up. He says, no one makes a big, Kenny, we obviously went Raj last week and was Aye. saying that nobody, um, nobody sort of said anything because it's just Hamilton, because they're mm-hmm. just a wee team. And he's got a point. He's absolutely Aye. got a point. Um, because, you know, if Hamilton get a good decision they're going to get, there's no that fan base to sort of back mm-hmm. up. And there is no, like, the social media, like, um, outlet in that as well to sort of say, can get behind and really, really, really bring this point to the forefront. Whereas for us, you know, yes, to a certain extent, but n- nobody wants to upset the, you know, as I, as no. I refer to them, two ugly sisters from Glasgow. Dying. Like nobody wants to upset them, eh? So Dying. I do think there's a bit of that. I think if you make a mistake on that big stage and you're doing a Celtic Rangers match or a Celtic whatever match and it ends up costing them, mm-hmm. it'll be all, it will be over the news, the STV, Dying. and it'll be a big top talking point on sports scene in that, eh? So I do think some of the refs bottle it. Aye, and I think it goes back to Lucy's question about the other referees. I think if you bring a referee that's not from Scotland, they'll not care about this oh, Celtic and Rangers, you know? I think... There is. I wonder if there is an element in the referee's mind that oh, I can't upset these two because they're the big two. But oh. I, I mean, I did. I, I agree with Alistair. I think that um, the referees did favour Rangers on Sunday there. Um, <laughs> but I read a stat, a crazy stat on uh, Sky Sports yesterday, mate. Rangers have they conceded a penalty all season? Does that not say something about the ref- standard they referee in here? <laughs> I think. I think the thing is as well. It's like. You look at some of those decisions, like it would never happen unless she was on the other foot with Old Firm. No. Like let's just even look at the one where it was Celtic. There's no referees, right? But it's like Celtic go to Dubai, Aye. bring back the coronavirus, and then they'll no test the players on the night as well. Aye. Like if that was Hibs, the game the game would have been cancelled and they well, would give the points to, they would give the points to Celtic. Let's be honest, mate, the government wouldn't have sanctioned it for us to go. No. And Even if you look back at the point, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but if you look on. back at this, the, the the point as well. Now I can't really remember the teams at the start of the season, but there was a there was a like a, a breach in the in the COVID regulations. Aberdeen, and it was well Aberdeen bro- Aberdeen broke the rules, and they had Kel- to miss a couple of matches. Kelly broke they them. They had to miss a couple of matches. Kelly broke them. I think it was St. Mirren that broke did them. as well. I. But what they done with St. Mir- what they done with Aberdeen and you know Celtic that broke it because I, I think it was Ball and Golly that went to that's Spain right, and came back. Right. Went to Spain and came back. Um, they just got matches postponed so they mm. could replay them at a later date. But they should have hammered them there and then and said, "No, no happening. You have to forfeit that match." Mm-hmm. And the three because points should have went to their team. That's but they done that to St. Mirren. St. Mirren. Exactly. Exactly. And that, so you can't say you can't sit there and honestly say that they didn't favour the old firm because they know how important the points are to the old firm, especially right. in, in in the terms of a ten in a row season, mate. Right. There was no way they would ever be ballsy enough to do something no. like that. No, but they should have. And that's that's the difference between Celtic and Rangers and the rest of the country. Because mm-hmm. if if we wanted to go on a break, no, it's not happening. It's only Hibs. Celtic want to go mm-hmm. to Dubai. That's fine. On you go. Come back. Shane Duffy left the camp 
to go home for a family emergency, which is fine, you know, he's, like something happened back in Ireland, so he went there and said, they're like, no, he'll not play against Hibs because he's left the camp and he's not travelled with us. What does he do the Monday night? Plays against Hibs. Oh. Celtic should be getting I pulled up about that. But, aye, the, refer- the right. standard of the refereeing in this country is shocking. And there's, there's no... Really- there, mate. Aye. I've said it I've said it before, mate, but see if we could get rid of the two of them, like if they were to go down for something, mate. The SPL would be one of the most competitive leagues in the world. I'd I honestly so, believe aye. that. Because you'd have a different winner yeah. each league. Each year, sorry. Yeah, each year. I mean, Aberdeen would up there, Hearts would be up there, Hibs would be up there. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Kilmarnock were up there. Do you know what I mean? That's right. Like, it would be a very competitive league, I think, anyway. Aye. Well, we'll move on to our last question. Uh, the podcast from Simon McKenzie. Yes, good questions every week. Um, aye, good lad. Keep them coming. He says, if VAR was introduced into the Scottish football system, what would you like to see changed about it before it was added? Personally, I don't want VAR into the into the game because I think it's ruined football. But if really, it, I, I, I'm not. I think my biggest thing with it is at the World Cup three years ago, it was brilliant because it wasn't there wasn't any stupid lines added like oh, his armpits offside, so he's offside. Can okay, that's yeah. That's I think I think that would be the one thing I'd change if it was to come to Scotland. I think it would just be get rid of the silly wee lines. Like if you're offside, you're offside. If it's visible, it's got, I think it's got to be your whole body. Eh? Like aye. see if it's like so I've seen some and it's like someone's hand is aye. offside. I think that's harsh, man. But yeah. see if it's like their whole body's in front of the line, like arguably, aye. then I think you can't really complain about it. But aye. I think it would be good for like that goal line technology and that. Like I that's don't understand why. I would like, aye. I mean, going over, like, I mean, Hibs, I mean, put it back to the 1 0 Rangers beat us at Easter Road. Aye. And it's like there's been a, there's been a stamp. Aye. And they can, they can, they can get the replay on the telly quick enough, Ken, for the audience watching at home. So why they can't just go over and have a look, Ken? Someone could even be sitting on the side with a stream. You know what I mean? Go over and have a go, go over and nah, just go go, ha, go over and have a look at that, and you can say, Chris, look, that is a clear stamp, actually. Aye. Um, Marella Sosted on Port, yes. Ken, that's. That's a red card. Aye. I think that, would, I be think the, that would be good. I agree. That's the one thing I would bring in. If it is coming in, I would say you've got to be consistent because you, uh, you've got to be consistent with the offsides, the goals, and also the the red card incidents. Or, you know, I think that would be the one thing I'd add. Just a bit more consistency with it because I don't think it's very consistent. I'd agree with you, mate. I'd absolutely agree with you. Aye. So there's all of our listener questions, mate. Some good ones this week. Um, <clears> some... <throat> Some topical ones as well. Um, so just before we end the podcast, Calvin, do you want to give you happy fans a wee shout out, mate? Definitely, mate. I just want to say well done again to Lewis McKinnon, who was our winner of the Derek Ryerden pin. Uh, we'll get, we've already got that sent out to you, Lewis, alongside a sticker as well. Uh, Derek Ryerden sticker for you to enjoy as well. There's going to be another uh, competition coming soon. We'll get that sorted. We'll post a little uh, question out for you guys to answer. You can maybe even tag a friend or something. We'll see how we do it this week. But keep your eyes peeled in our feed. You can find us at Strong Opinion Hibs on Twitter. Um, and again, if you are interested in the pins, the, you can go to highbpins.bigcartel.com. If you go to that website, you'll see that there's a Russell Latapy pin. Uh, and also the Derek Ryden pin available there as well for £6.50, which is a cracking deal because cracking. they're really well, they're actually really well made. Mm. Um, and it's a really nice piece of memorabilia as well uh, to have. So you can get both of them there. If you do decide to go to the website and use that, you can use the promo code SOH podcast, which is ourselves, the Strong Opinion Habits podcast, and that will get you 10% off your order. Um, and it also helps support us as well. So I would do that, guys. If you also want to, they do competitions themselves on Twitter, the High B pins. They do competitions as well. So you can look at High B's pins on Twitter and you can also enter, enter competitions there as well. So that's excellent if you're interested in doing so. Um, head over there. And the as I said, the guy over uh, there, uh, Jimmy, has been absolutely brilliant with us. He sent us some stuff to do competitions with. So just keep your eyes peeled in the feed, guys. Aye, there we are. So uh, our next podcast will be with the, the Almond View podcast. But until then, uh, enjoy your weekend and hopefully have us win on Sunday against Strunrar. Cheers. Perfect. Cheers, guys.